Hey everybody, welcome back to the Husky Fan Podcast. First time in months. End of spring football. Got my main man here, my bro, Jimmy Cornell. How are you, man? Doing pretty good, buddy. How are you? We finally did it. We made it happen. Yeah, I am I am feeling uh just slightly better than I was a couple minutes ago. I mean hearing the sound of your voice. Makes me feel a little bit better. I hope the same for you, brother. Yeah, no, it's good. Good to catch up. It's good to hear your voice, buddy. It's like coming home, getting back to our dogs. Special. It's the only way to put it. It's special. Yes, and hopefully we'll have a special season, and we'll get to talking about that. But what, I mean, what's Husky football, bro, what's on your mind? I mean, is it specific player a defense, injury, transfers, I mean, recruit, like what? what's the first thing that pops in your head? Well, I guess just the fact of uh, being able to see a little action with the spring game. And I had an opportunity, a, a small window to, to hit up a practice, but couldn't make it happen. So it kind of felt uh, that I didn't really have a feel for, for anything dogs until I got uh, my eyes on the game. And uh, there were certainly some things to, that uh, stood out that were exciting. Um, you know, I think over the years, I've allowed myself to get really pumped after a spring game to being let down in the following season. So uh, I think in your notes, you sent to me that, you know, what what can you gain from a spring game? But you get to see, you get to see the size of the guys, um, you know, who's flashing. I know you like that word, flashing. Uh, but you know, obviously Kate Otten stood out <laughs> as probably the best tight end in America. Can that be argued? Uh, it's going to be a tough argument to make. He's, he's a really good football player and a really good tight end. Oh yeah. Without, without a doubt. Um, he, he just seems to have all, everything you can ask for out of tight end. And you can tell the chemistry between him and, and Dylan is uncanny. And, uh, you know, if they find an explosive receiver on the edge that can exploit the deep ball, I mean, they're going to have, you know, a pretty potent attack, I think. I think you could say that with what we can see. It's whether, you know, Morris is going to be able to, you know, throw the deep ball consistently and a, and a receiver, you know, shows up to, to be that guy. I don't. I like what I've seen out of the receiver core in that group and the and the tight ends, but do we have a true burner? I, I don't know that that's there, and I don't know who would be that potential threat. But uh, I think they got uh, I think they got a, a a team offensively that you could feel really good about. I mean, there, there's a lot to like. I mean, the offensive line. Let's see what their growth is like. Um, so, you know, I think uh, there's there's definitely potential. Uh, with the offense. Yeah, well, I mean, Jalen McMillan, he's supposed to be that burner. I mean, didn't he get open a couple times? He did. He did. Last year uh, in that mini season. That wasn't even a mini season. That was like a yeah. preseason. Yeah, that's true. He he did uh, a few times. I guess, you know, they didn't really open it up that much. There was a lot of, like, just, you know, a flat, like, outs, you know, like, flare routes and, and intermediate passes, it didn't take a ton of shots, it felt like. There were some, but 
you know, I, they're going to keep it vanilla, right? I mean, they don't want to give anything away to the other teams. <laughs> uh, but they, it was pretty basic, I think, throughout, you know, the majority of the game. Yeah, and it wasn't the most physical game. Now, how I thought ours was lacking physicality. However, I caught a few clips of the Oregon game, and that was less physical than a game of two-hand touch. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'm not I, joking. Richard Newton touchdown run. Like it, it was fun, but I don't know that you know. Yeah, that's exactly exactly what I was thinking. There were guys on Dogman who were, oh, Newton looked great. Oh, he had a great run. It, remember his touchdown against Arizona last year? Like people were dooging. He never got touched the yeah, entire yeah, the entire forty yard run. That he wasn't even touched. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look. I mean, he showed some some explosiveness but again i think to your point i'm not certain what the the effort level was defensively like they were definitely tackling and you know going but i don't know if it was you know hard hard to know i mean did you go to the game no i did not okay so you you just viewed it on the on the screen yes i did i i watched most of it but yeah i don't know and i mean it it's interesting because remember um, like thinking back to 2016, like I remember, you know, the offense was terrible in the spring and then it just, so you, I just don't think you can find out that much yeah, from no, I agree. even like the 1991 offense, you know, they hurt, what's his, they hurt Mark Brunell yeah. which, and you know, the 91 offense, like couldn't even move. The defense knows the plays, so they're always going to be ahead. Sure. So no, yeah, I don't I don't really base that much off of that. But circling back, no, I like your thoughts on the wide receivers. And gosh, I mean, like losing Puka, I mean that just mm-hmm. fucking kills me. That's and um, you know we'll get into that because I think we have a question about the wide receivers. Um, but Rancelli, I, I like Rancelli's size. I think he's an interesting guy. Be curious to see how he develops. Wait, Rockinelli? Who'd you say, Rockinelli? Uh, how do Sawyer? I? Sawyer. I thought it was Rancelli. Is that incorrect? Rancelli. <laughs> now you're. I, I think his name was Rockinelli, but may, maybe Rackinelli? I'm wrong. I'd have to. <laughs> I thought we were pronouncing it that way in the past. I guess uh, shows you what I know. Rockinelli. Wait, is there a is there like a pronunci- pronunciation issue, like cultural appropriation or something? Am I doing something wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I. I I I stay out of that realm. I have no no idea. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, it will probably offend someone uh, with this podcast. I'm I'm certain. Right? Yeah, Sawyer rocking up. Well, I don't know. Yeah, we at least got his name right, but I don't know about the pronunciation. Anyway, I liked uh, I liked his size. Uh, and what about Devin Colt? I mean, he kind of had a couple nice plays. <laughs> I mean, because we only remember as a guy who dropped the uh, fourth down fake play, right? Um, he he showed something in the spring game. I would I mean, say, I, I yeah, sorry to cut you. I don't think he dropped it. It was just the Utah guy knocked it away. So you could say, you know, his hands. I don't think he dropped it. No, I think I think the, I think the, U, I think the Utah guy knocked it away. Okay, but I, but and Culp also messed up. I think earlier that season against BYU on like a fourth down play. I think he he missed he instead of kicking a field goal like we went for it, and he had like a 
bad error. But Colt, that, he, that's he, what I'm talking about. He was yeah. A, yeah, he's a blue chip recruit. He's a very, uh, you know, he was an athletic guy in high school, so I wouldn't be surprised. He's definitely one I think who potentially stood out. Um, I think Braylon Trice. Yeah. To uh, Noah Nagalu on the defensive line, but it, Jimmy, it's just hard to know because who's a who's a spring game all star, and you know who, um, and who, who's actually somebody who like is going to be really good. Like you just don't, or who's going to who's going to flash on the field. Like it, it, it reminds me of when we interviewed Bill Connolly and like you and I were saying like, well, yeah, Jalen Johnson and Vita Vea, like these guys are really good in spring. And he was saying like, well, spring game, all stars, you never know. I mean, even though, you know, he, uh, was completely, you know, we were completely right about that, Yeah, yeah. but it just, remember we had, I think it was like 2012 or 2013. We had some wide receiver who had like two or three touchdowns in the spring game. And, People were doogging about it. And then the guy like never caught a pass the entire year. So you just you never know. I mean, you've seen this, Jimmy, right? No, I, certainly. Um, but I think in this in the sense though, it it does feel like you have some depth, especially at corner. Uh, you feel really good about that unit. Um, I mean, I think the safety position. There's going to be you know there's going to be competition there. Uh, that Jacoby Covington, man, he is a big dude. I mean, he's like six two. I think they list him six two one ninety five. Uh, he, he is a solid uh, corner. I mean, that's a guy. I feel like it's bizarre. Like the Seahawks never draft Huskies, but uh, I think that that guy for some reason strikes me as a Pete Carroll kind of guy. And uh, I bet they're going to keep an eye on that kid because, boy, he he has size to him. Maybe he'll move to safety like Tom Hampton. It could. I mean, it could be the case. I mean, they're you got a lot of you got a lot of. It, it appears you got a lot of playmakers um, at that position um, defensively. Now, you know, again, it's hard to tell linebacker. I mean, Alfosio had some nice plays. You know, broke through the line a few times. He looks like to be a stud. Um, as we expect him to be. I mean, he already is, but I think he could have just a, a monster season. But uh, it'll be, you know, Elijah Jackson had that athletic interception on Pat O'Brien, who oof, had a difficult day at the quarterback position, in my opinion. Um, but the, there was some athleticism and some guys I just hadn't even, you know, that weren't even on my radar. And Elijah Jackson pick was a thing of beauty. I mean, that's the type of stuff you want to see out of your corners. Yeah, ball hawking. Ball hawking. That's hey, right. You know, Captain Obvious here, but forcing turnovers is really important. I mean, you, you go back to, look, 2016, I think we led the nation in turnovers. In 2017, if I recall, like we did not force that many turnovers. And then 2018, you remember we were, after we lost to Cal, you know, we finished the season with, um, so we beat Stanford. I don't remember. Oregon State. 2018. I well, I, I just remember, like, before we made that run at the end of the year to get to the Rose Bowl, like, we, we were having an issue forcing turnovers. Like, right. from 2017, yeah. like, and then two-thirds of the way through the 2018 season, like, we had not forced any turnovers. And I, that's, I mean, that's Captain Obvious here, but that's important for the – especially considering the way we've been playing, when it's like, fine, yeah, you can get – three or four yards of play like that's fine we'll just 
you know, let you do that and you'll mess up eventually. But if you're not getting turnovers, it's easier for that team to score. I mean, look at the Utah game last year and even the Stanford, like the Stanford game. If you're looking at the advanced metrics, we shouldn't, we shouldn't even have been in that game. It was so like they were completely dominating us yet. We got a couple turnovers and if not for a penalty, you know, we probably would have tied the game. You know, we were one stop away in the fourth quarter from, you know, one incomplete pass. Um, you know, if McDuffie doesn't get called for a penalty right. on that play, like we probably go down and win the game, to be honest, because we did it the week before and we were moving the ball on Stanford the entire second half. But the Utah game as well, I mean, we had a couple, uh, I think Kyler Gordon caused a fumble. Like they were ahead, I want to say they were ahead by, what was it, 21-10? And or I don't know if it was 21-10 or 21-17, but you know, they, they were moving the ball and it looked like they were going to score again. And Kyler Gordon made a huge play. So yeah, yes. I mean, this defense being able to cause turnovers is going to be so huge. And hopefully, I mean, ZTF, God, that's just a fucking killer losing that guy. Cause the reports that I heard were, were that he was literally unblockable, like that they couldn't, he, he was just beating everybody. And like he was just unblockable. He was ruining practice because he was so dominant. I mean, he he was like headed for like a first team All American type of season. Yeah, it's like I mean, what a gut punch. I mean, why? Why does that have to be ZTF? I mean, that guy is you know what? How many wins is he worth? A couple wins, two two wins, three wins. Uh, losing him is is pretty devastating but i know that they're pretty high on on trice and they thought that he could be better than Tryon. and you know with me of Tryon, like he had three really big games against mediocre talent i we saw him make a lot of mistakes as the potential might have been there like i don't know like if for trice to be better than Tryon, i i mean what does that really look like i just don't feel like yeah, we got it, real is he going to be a first round pick? I'd probably bet against it. I could be wrong, but will he have a more productive career at UW? There's perhaps there's a good chance of that happening. I would say, I mean, if you look at Tryon's career and production at UW, what what are you going to point to? I mean, like he was, he had three like really good games. Like he was, he was. Yeah. The boy, the Boise state game, the uh, Oregon state, Oregon state, Wazoo. Yeah. So great. I mean, I mean top tier talent, but I mean, he was definitely flashing, you know, some signs of dominance, but ZTF is like, like I, w- I wouldn't even put ZTF and try on the same league. Like yeah. ZTF is, I think is. We, we definitely lose to Utah without him last year. So we're two and two without him. Yeah. No, I mean, he was unbelievable. And it, it's just, it's so maddening to see that injury. I mean, that's, but you know, Lake, I guess, did make a comment that don't uh, you know, don't count him out. Maybe there's a midseason return. Probably seems optimistic at this juncture. But I, I don't, I don't know anything about ruptured Achilles tendons and how they heal and shit like that. Well, I mean, it sounds like they can heal in six months, but it's just um, the uh, the risk of re-injury, and also you're just kind of cold because you haven't been going. Yeah full force on it like Kevin Durant I don't know if you watch the NBA but like they 
He had an no, inj- injury. Watch the NBA. No, they like they brought him back too early in the finals against Toronto a couple of years ago, and then he yep. re he re injured it like ten minutes into like the first game he played. Now, obviously, it's a different sport, um, but yeah, but dude, you're putting all that weight and pressure and you know torque on your like on your Achilles in football. It seems like yeah. a bad recipe. I mean, maybe maybe if Washington is you know, competitive late in the season. Maybe it makes sense for him to come later in the year. Exactly. My realistic hope. Here's my realistic hope. Yeah. He he comes back for the PAC 12 championship game. I think I'm just realistically that's it. But even if he were to play, you wouldn't know, like, would he be a hundred percent? And here's the thing. If we were good enough to make that game, then probably, the outside linebacker pass rush position will have not dropped off that much without ZTF. Well, I mean, but that's, I that that's about, okay. So April, I mean, that game's into, so that's about eight months. Yeah. And what they say, it's a six to 10 month recovery. Right. But I, I tweeted, I tweeted, you know, we, we need you to get healthy for the Pac-12 championship. <laughs> he liked it. Did he? Yeah. He liked it. Nice. That's awesome. That's great. Well, I, I mean, I think they're, they're pretty high on Trice. That's exciting. I mean, Trice knows he has a big role to fill. Hopefully he's motivated to do it. Um, and uh, Greg, Gregory doesn't screw it up as the DC. <laughs> and, I, you know, sticking with the outside linebacker position, ZTF did tweet something about how the room is about to go. Did you see that? Like it's about to go crazy or? I, I'm not on Twitter you, anymore, buddy. That's good. You're much healthier. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I think no. I think he said UW is about to become like OLBU or something. Oh, uh, I guess I, I think I did see that someone and, sent that to me. Yeah, and you know, like one thing on Ryan Bowman, who I've like shit talked because I'm kind of a dumbass sometimes. <laughs> but like when he was out, by the way, one thing against Stanford last year that people forget. Just a side comment: we had like fifty fifty four guys. Play like we were missing like twenty guys. Well, he had that fifty-five to play, right? Or was it fifty-three? Okay, maybe we had maybe we had fifty-eight guys. I think so. It like was, we yeah. were we were missing a shit ton of guys, and including like Ryan Bowman only played the first two games, and uh, he gave an interview with uh, Softy and Hugh, and he was pretty like they were pretty impressed, and like I mean his his brother was the one who got COVID and spread it and spread it to the family, and then he gave it to the team. You know, allegedly. So hopefully he's hopefully he can make up for that. But um, I think Levi said that he was looking for Bowman to have a really big year. So I mean that you know that he was second team all league a couple of years ago. I mean, yeah, no, I think if Bowman he, I mean, if if he could take the next step and you know, hopefully he worked out with Aaron Donald. Yeah, and I mean, hopefully Savell can take the next step, and uh, you know, maybe Trice or you know the guy we got. Um, Jeremiah Martin. I mean, he's a really good pickup. I think somebody said he's much he, he's looking better as like a r- edge run defender than like a pass rusher. But it's good that we added him in the portal. So we we do have depth there and so that's I mean, that's a big question if we can cuz with ZTF and all the other guys we had in the front seven, like you just knew like okay, we're going to have a great pass rush. Well, just if if Savell is a legit five-star uh, we we should expect you know some yeah. pretty good production this year. Would you agree? 
Yeah, no, I agree. I, I mean, I, I think there, there is a question about him, but I, you know, it, it's hard to know from spring. Yeah, may, I, I, I maybe it'll take him another year until he really busts out. Like you never. Sure, but we we should expect some. Right. No, you're right. He's a five star, and that's yeah. I mean, and losing Latu is a dick punch as well. But, um, well, lot too last. That's one of my favorite. He was one of my more recent favorite Huskies, to be honest with you. I was super excited for that guy. No, yeah. Puka was one of my favorite Huskies. He was my favorite Husky on the team. And now these guys are either fucking injured or they're transferring. It's just a. But Chess here, I'll just make a quick comment on Puka. What I, what I, I don't understand. And I, and I know he went on the radio and talked about the family situation football is, you know, it's 12 months a year. It's not like you move home and you're going to have all this extra time to help your family. And look, granted, I don't know the situations. I, I don't want to make, make too strong of opinions or, you know, on the, but you, you are committed to the game regardless of where you are. It's not like he's going to have all this free time playing at BYU uh, I mean, it's a massive time commitment, regardless of the program and where you're located. Like, hey, coach, I got to uh, skip out about an hour early of practice. I got to get home and help my mom. I mean, that's not a realistic situation. You know what I mean? It just it, it seems like, look, if you had the opportunity to play in the NFL, which he appears so, like they'll find you regardless where you are. But I mean, he, what did he have? Like two, two more years to go. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he had. Yeah, I mean, J- Jimmy. I just have to say, just for the audience, and I'm not just fluffing you up because I, you know, because we do this podcast. But <laughs> no, in all seriousness, like we've been doing this. This is like the seventh or eighth season we're about to do, and your insights on this shit are top notch. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm serious. You just even just players and, and the. Uh, observing these things from a distance like you have insights that most people don't have and yes there was there was a little not a there was more there was more to the reason why he transferred it wasn't entirely family so you're correct yeah yeah i mean it couldn't have been i mean it just couldn't have been i mean if we were a top 10 team and we had everything humming do you think he transfers no if, no. if if we're an offense that throws the ball, that, yeah. that has a big time offensive coordinator that throws the ball to wide receivers, yeah, you know we had we had the like the one advanced stat we had the least amount of like throws to outside wide receivers, like among the least in the entire nation, and I think that's adjusting for the fact that you know we played like four games and other teams played a full season, so. Yeah, I kn- I know for a fact that it's it has more to do with family, and you know, just you know, I was talking to Dennis DeYoung about this, and um, and he he wasn't my source on this, by the way, somebody else, but um, and I'm not trying to name, but like I was just saying, like, you know, we should have got somebody to give him and his family some fucking money. Like, all right, we'll take care of your family. You can stay here, finish your career. No, this is how it's, Jimmy, you know this is how it's done. Like, why do we, you know, why are we letting this kid transfer 
you know, to a school that just lost their top five draft pick. They don't know who the fuck the QB is going to be. He, he he's here. He had a he had a you know Morris is decent. Then he has a five star ready to come in. Yeah, and no, it's it's oh, chess. You know, it's easy to go down the the, the whole rabbit hole. Yeah. And we know that I, I can easily get there. Um, it's it's extremely frustrating. Um, and we've talked about this, like, you know, what what level of, you know, because a lot of the dudes are content, you know, the team worked hard, you know, we win eight or nine games. Like, you know, with the amount of time and, and energy that we put into this program, I mean, we just, we want to see it, have them get a shot into the top four, right? I mean, that's, we because it's all there for, for Washington to be there. Like, you could be there. I'm not saying like Alabama consistent by any stretch or Clemson at the current clip, but how about how about a run every you know three years where you have a team where you you're you're favored to win the Pac-12, you're going to beat Oregon, and you know you're going to have an opportunity to play, uh, you know, in the big games, and especially when you have. You have the, the classes that we brought in from 2018 yeah. to 2020, 2017 to 2020. Like, you're set up for, you know, five-star quarterback. You're, you have the, like, you have the team where, okay, we need to go for it now. Like, we can't, we can't just soft cock it and end up, you know, nine and three or whatever, or nine and four. Like, in another thing, not to get too far off topic, Jimmy, but, the conference is getting better. Like, there's no elite teams, but, like, you know, our schedule looks great on paper, but all these teams are getting better. Yep. And so people who think, well, you know, we're be- we might be you – know, all we-, we have to do is just be better than we were, you know, three years ago, and we can win the league. Like, no, it's going to be – the league was a joke in 2017 and 2018. Yeah. No, e- even, in tw- even in 2019, too, it wasn't that good. You right, know. we. I mean, we've talked about this run that Washington's been on. I mean, it's the conference as a whole has been down, uh, you know, talent-wise. And it's and now it's getting better this year. I mean, UCLA, look out for them. They could be a lot yep. better. Arizona State is going to be really competitive. You know, Oregon's going to be good. You know, USC has talent. You know, I don't think they're going to be good, but you know, Utah <laughs> brought in a shitload of a transfer portal guy. I'm not scared of them, but I mean, there's five. There's five or six teams that could legitimately think that they have a chance to win the league. You know, unlike this isn't two or three years ago where all oh, we just have to beat Oregon or Stanford and Wazoo. You know, well, and I then, know Poker and Dennis talk about it a lot, but you know, college is a throwing league. I mean, we appear to have the quarterback pedigree to do that. I'm, I mean, I don't think Pat O'Brien will see a snap at Washington for meaningful games, but I think Hewitt will be the backup. I think Morris will be the starter, but. Are, are we going to have a passing game? Uh, I, I mean, you don't have Sam Heward come here to, to run the ball, um, in my opinion, anyway. Well, uh, I, I mean, I think what they want to do is, you know, establish the run and then yeah. take shots. Yeah, I think there was pro football focus or someone did a thing about establishing a run is like doesn't really exist. I, I, I can't. It was a while ago when I read it. Like I loved seeing a running football team, but I think there's like there's like this there's a misconception around establishing the run. 
Uh, I mean, you can argue it both ways, right? You run the ball to set the pass, or right? you know, you set up the yeah the run by throwing the ball. I I, I mean, whatever your philosophy might be, I, I we know that like Don James liked the balance. Pete wanted to have the balance the same, but um, if you got a, a top tier QB, you know, and he apparently can sling it with the best of them. You might want to you might want to exploit that. Yeah, especially when you have a uh, the best tight end in the nation potentially. Certainly, and and Culp appear, uh, appears to be you know improving. Redmond's going to be really good too. Yeah, and that uh, Quentin Moore. I mean Yogi Roth. My goodness, I mean, what was he doing with himself? In that? <laughs> that was it. He was. I mean, he he was he must have been diddling himself. You know, off camera because yeah they were I mean him and Nigel were just like just doing it up even would have made the Dukes on Dogman blush it was it was certainly it felt over the top I mean it was unbelievable um, the 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 fawning and the the drooling over this <laughs> this team I hope it results into you know a great season but yeah they were they were really lathered up for this one. Um, yeah, but it, it, you know, in in regards to the passing game, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to know from spring, but Sam, you know, he could redshirt or only you know get in at the end of the year. I don't know if they could, you know, if we can count on him. If you took away from the spring game, like to me, you would say Morris is entrenched as a starter. Heward would be the backup, and Pat O'Brien obviously would be third string. But yet, remember 2015 season, like you had heard, you told everybody, just, you know, not everybody, but just, you know, not quietly, but you, you know, you told people that just what you heard, that Browning is going to be the QB. And in the spring, it was like, no, oh, this guy's awful. <laughs> like, there's no way this guy could be, he was. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I think you heard at, maybe you heard after that point, it was probably after spring. I think you heard he was going to be the QB. In in, in Heward's case, he technically should still be in high school right now, right? I mean, he's coming in at spring. Who knows what happens over the summer for him? And, and, you know, closing that gap uh, at the QB position. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, Jimmy Lake uh, touts himself as what he calls an equal opportunity employer, so if that's in fact true, then you know we'll see, we'll see. Maybe he competes and beats out Dylan uh, in the fall. But you you can't look away from the connection that Morris and Otten seem to have. Uh, it looks that appears again. We can't take a lot of it, but it does appear to be sort of a, a lethal combo there. A lot of a lot of chemistry. So, yeah, circling back to the wide receivers, I mean, how do you look at that? Like Bynum, I mean, we forget about him. He's solid. He's dependable. And then you have, I I mean, Odunze and McMillan. I feel with Odunze and McMillan, like I just don't know. Like maybe they're going to be big, you know, really breakout guys in 2022 rather than this year. Like that's my worry. Well, they need to break out this year. Yeah, they do. I, I, they have to. I mean, they have to come up big time. I mean, look, they basically pushed out all the – I mean, they are the guys, right? I mean, look at all the guys that left. Yeah. 
uh, Odunze, and we heard over, I think, Varel and Capel report. I mean, there was a lot of drops over spring, so that's really got to change, right? I, is there anything worse than seeing, like, dropped balls and, like, very catchable balls? That's just, like, maddening to watch. Um, so I really hope they, they get that portion cleaned up because how, how many dropped balls did we see? Have we seen it feels like over the last few years a lot? Well, in the mini season last year, you had like Puka had like a couple and yeah. McMillan, some... I think, had a couple. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's some people were trying to say, oh, well, like it's Puka's not that big of a loss. I mean, look at all the drops. Like, what the fuck are you no, talking about? Like, it's a when you lose a guy like that who can catch a ball and, and run 70 yards for a touch, like, there's not, you know, until somebody else does that. And gets yards after the catch the way he did. No, uh, Puka was a game changing receiver. Um, that's a huge loss. There's no way you could you could try to convince me otherwise. Yeah, of him, uh, you know, not being a significant loss and to it's, the it, offense. Yeah, and along the same lines, like ZTF, ZTF, because these are guys who they haven't hit their ceiling yet. Like they've they've big, you know, they were already really good or they flash big time and it's like god they're gonna be so great the next year and so when you lose guys like that it just it kills you no it's that's top tier talent they're not like guys you just replace uh you know it's not they're just guys that uh you know you're gonna have to recruit at this juncture you're gonna have to recruit guys to replace that talent as far as what we know right now like Maybe Trice does really fill that gap and has a great year. I mean, we can only hope that's the case. But, um, you know, we'll have to see it, of course. So, yeah. So, okay, sticking with the defense, like, I I, I feel after the spring, I feel better about the secondary. I was a little iffy uh, with it coming in. But now that we have Hampton, it looks like Hampton's going to move to safety. Jimmy Lake's been really happy with his development there. And then you have the transfer from Oklahoma, Bookie, yeah. Radley Hiles. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that guy's going to be a good player. I mean, look, yeah. Jimmy, he started for a, he started for a play. He started like three full years for a team that was in the playoffs. Like, no, why, like why would that guy not be an upgrade? No, I, I'm, I'm excited about him. Have you I'm seen really his film? Good. Yeah. I mean, he looks like a better version of miles Bryant, basically. I, it's interesting we got, I mean, that's just, you never, we never get guys like that, right? That transfer in. I mean, that's exciting. I'm really excited to see what he'll do. Well, I think, and he, you know, I don't want to say he's an enforcer, but he's physical. I mean, he really likes to hit. And so if you have him in Hampton, that gives you an element on defense that you really haven't had for two years. I mean, right. a- after 2018, you lost Rap, you lost JoJo McIntosh, who was a huge hitter. And 2019, I mean, you didn't, you know, you just had uh, Cam Williams and yeah. you know Asa Turner played a little bit, and Miles Bryant, but they didn't scare anybody. No. I'm not disrespecting Cam Williams. I mean, he can still, I mean, he can still he be a fun. very good player, but um, you know, just getting Bookie and then moving Hampton. That physicality, you know, you need more of that on defense, especially in the back end. Well, Covington, I mean, he's a yeah. guy. I mean, he he looks the part. I, I'm pretty pumped 
to see what these guys can do. Um, I, I, you know, looking at just the size of the team looks good. The guys look like they're in really good shape. I just hope it translates. I hope that Gregory surprises us all and that Donovan is even better this year calling the offense. Um, and that, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not up for the roller coaster eating those few games. Like, I don't want to see us go down 20 points a game and try to rally back. I, I, hopefully that was just, uh, you know, maybe that silver lining in that short season, they were able to iron some things out and, you know, they're just going to, they're going to roll this fall. They're going to steamroll, buddy. Yeah. Now just a couple more things and then we'll do questions quickly. Sure. Um, so on defense, you know, in the portal, we're really trying to get another linebacker. I don't know if, if you and I have talked about this. There was like a month or two ago. Do you remember the guy from USC? I think his name's like Pallier Gayoteote or so. He has like yeah. a really – there's like a long pronunciation of his name. Yes. But so it was kind of like – People, it was, like I think Dogman was like hinting that we were talking to him, but they didn't say his name, and everybody kind of assumed it was him. Um, he was a former number one um, linebacker in the nation a couple years ago. He's grad transferring from USC. We'll probably hear something, I think, in the next week. But, you know, we haven't really been hearing Washington. I'm just, you know, searching the chat boards and Twitter. It seems like Texas is trying to get him. So, like, at this right. point... I don't know if we're going to get him. And then also um, the athletic, they mentioned Henry Tuotuo, who right. obviously is looking for a payday, <laughs> but they did, they did mention Washington. I think they just meant, yeah, they did mention like Ohio state and Washington. I was kind of surprised. I don't necessarily dispute that, but what that tells me is like, Jimmy is still trying. Like he's really there. We are really trying in the transfer portal, which is great. But look, our brand is just not. We're trying to get these top, you know, these top-notch talents, and you know, it's like Dennis always uses like you know the curve where you're like going out looking for chicks, and we're like a seven basically, you know. And I feel like a couple of years ago with Peterson, we were like an eight and a half or a nine, but now it's like we're a seven. Jess, I mean, the other thing too. We, we still can't fill the stadium. I mean, COVID or no COVID. I mean, we still can't fill the stadium. Yeah. No, that's also a problem. I mean, we've talked about that in other pods. <laughs> we've talked about it for a really long time. I mean, look at the run we had with Pete. I mean, the guy hits all the markers of, you know, the, the established, the, the upper campus elitist, right? I mean, he, he checks, excuse me, he checks all the boxes. No, he's literally the perfect coach. And we could not. And he quit. And he quit. After six years. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, during that time, we, we only had a capacity, full capacity on the, on the big name games. Now, granted, there were some crappy games and people don't want to go see South Dakota State. I get it. You but, know, if... if I, I get that, but even you know, you look at the schedule this year, and like, uh, I, I mean, the the margin between going to the Rose Bowl this year and being a team that's eight and four, it's really fucking tiny. Yeah, and 
looking at all those games we have at home, I mean, gee, it would make a huge difference if we could fill up the damn stadium for <laughs> a lot of those. I mean, even UCLA, Arizona, like this was like 20 or 25 years ago. It's like, okay, that's a win. That's, you know, they'll never beat us at home. And instead this year, we're probably going to have like a half-assed crowd there. Oh, for sure. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be like a one point or one and a half point advantage in terms of gambling. Well, it you know, it's crazy if you go on YouTube and you look at 90s games, even the 80s, like the crowd is, it's a totally different crowd. Now, I know things change, but, you know, it's lucky. I just find myself lucky that I got to experience what Husky Stadium, you know, used to be. Because, uh, I mean, it's hard to talk, man. And we had flashes like the Stanford game in 16 was amazing. That was that was an amazing evening of total electricity on that evening. Uh, like I won't forget that game. But well, you know, you want to you want to experience that, you know, almost every home game, right? I mean, there's only 6 games a year at home and everyone and every one of those games should just be an experience. You know? Look, there's a lot of challenges, and we're not saying it's all the current regime's fault, but you you have to deal with the cards that you were dealt. You know, there's a lot of challenges. You got to figure it out. You really have to figure it out and do something different to get interest back in the sport. Another thing, Jimmy, is now you got hockey coming to town. Sure, that's that's another competitor. Yeah. Um. So they really they got to fig- they got to figure it out to get more people to stay. It's, it's like what Coker says. I mean, in you know, we spent the money in uh in, in 2013 to get those assistant coach or 20 when was it 2012 to get those assistant coaches? Yes. To to get Tosh Lupoy who's recruiting played a huge role, you know, and then Pete and his staff getting his hands over all those guys that Tosh and company recruited. I mean that Coker said like that investment in those coaches paid off massively after the 2016 season. So, you know, maybe they could lower prices for some people, or I don't know, let people in free the last day into the game. I mean, just fucking do something to get more people in the building. Cause that could, that will give you a big advantage in these close games. It's, it's going to pay off at some point down the road. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, it's 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 frustrating. It's tough, um, but you know, getting marquee matchups will help. I think would obviously be helpful. And like maybe you play like a middle tier. You don't get the bottom feeder team, but you know, does that really make a huge difference if it's a mid tier team versus a bottom tier team? What you might be a ten or fifteen thousand fan difference. I, I, they did. I mean, unfor- it, it sucks for them. You know, we did lose the Michigan game last year. Yeah, that's so I tough. mean, that really blows. I mean, because that what that really helped uh, that season. But anyway, um, I, I want to circle back to the actual football, if that's okay. Yeah, because we're get because we always get off. You and I, we always like deviate towards these huge macro issues. I know when it's, it's hard. 
No, I mean it's 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 because that's how we think about these things. It's important. Yeah, I mean we it's should ho- touch on Hewer too briefly to you know talk but, about okay, but I I don't know. You know, with regards to linebacker, I'd really love it if we could. Oh, yeah, we're get, talking linebacker, right? Yeah, I just, I'd really, I, like, I'm sorry. I just think Jackson Sermon at this point, he's a weak, weak link in the defense, and right. I, that's probably why Jimmy is trying hard to get these guys in the portal to really. Well, if they got another, you know, solid linebacker with a full show, I mean, you you have a formidable tandem. Uh, in the Pac-12, if you can pair up Bofosio with another like solid, solid linebacker, Calvert though, man, he looks like a pretty big dude. He has some good size to him. I liked what he's uh, liked what I saw out of him. Definitely looks the part. Can he play it? We don't know yet. But yeah, if they can find a guy next to Bofosio, man, that that would really, really help the defense. Immensely. Yeah, I mean, may- maybe it's Danny Hammer, but. I mean, if like if if we got Gayo Teote and we had a healthy ZTF, that's like a top three defense. Yeah. Nash, like that's a defense. Like with that defense, it's like okay, we're the favorite in the Pac-12 because yep. because that defense is just going to hold everybody, you know, under twenty points basically. When- Absolutely. Yeah, the what could have been? It's. It's frustrating, but yeah. look, there's still there's <laughs> going to be a lot of guys moving in and out. The transfer, the transfer portal is, is it's going to come up again. We're probably going to lose some guys, and I'm just this shit matters. So let let's hope we can, Im, let's hope we can improve our team because getting Bookie was big. You know, on offense, we got that kick returner from Michigan, Giles Jackson. Yeah, he, he was he was second team all, uh, all uh, special teams in the uh, Big Ten. And he had, I think he's had three in his two years. He's had three touchdown returns, uh, kick returns for touchdowns. Uh, he's had, um, so two his his freshman year he had I think seven, seven or eight returns of thirty yards or more. So this, I mean, this guy's a legit kick. Re- like that's a solid pickup. Yeah, I like that. Get, getting that guy in bookie. Like, I mean, those are solid put. I just hope we can get like two more guys like that, you know, before August. Like that, that would be huge to really, you know, beef up our weak spots. No doubt. Yeah. I couldn't agree more on that point. I mean, but it would I, be nice. I mean, I, I hate the portal, but if it benefits us and we get some talent, then I'm, I'll like it. If, it. if it helps us, I'm cool with it. But if it doesn't, I don't like it. Yeah, no, I, I I think we're trying really hard, and that's all you can do is try your best, right? Right, just try your best. Try your best, and then if that doesn't work, throw in some money on the side. Yeah, well, <laughs> coffee cups never hurt. <laughs> uh, but I, so I think, I mean, I, I like your views on the team. I we'll talk about Heward, but let's first let's circle back to wide receiver because I think that's interesting because I think you're optimistic on the offense, provided we see Odunze and uh, McMillan really take the next step. Yeah, certainly. And, I, you know, if they can do that with, with Cade, and what if Colt, you know, continue, you know, shows ability? I mean, you've got uh, you've got a tough offense to stop, and I, I think we're going to see a running back by committee too, right? But, um, 
with this receiving core, I mean, they might be forced to, to air it out a bit more with the talent that they have. Like, why wouldn't – Cade should have no – should not have a game with less than five catches. Like, if he's not getting, like – Montana? Seven, huh? Well, What about the Montana game? Well, <laughs> he could sit out that game for all I care. After I was one-handed catch, I said, okay, sit him. Get him out. Don't play him again. <laughs> You know, in the spring game, he had that one-hand grab for the touchdown. Yeah, that's it. You're done. Yeah, get out. Pads off. Day's over. But, you know, he should never – well, in the games that count, right, he should have no less than – he should be between seven and ten catches a game. Yeah, I agree. But now, okay, so running back, I tend to agree with you. I think they're going to do committee again. I think – Cam Davis is going to be the number one guy, though. He's their best. I mean, he's he's the best running back on the team. I, yeah, I I just don't, you know, the committee thing. I just don't know. I mean, even if Cam Davis is not better than the other guys, it's like you should be giving him. It's like we already know what we're going to get from like McCrew and Pleasant, and and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I guess JV mm-hmm. on Sunday is like the new Newton, so he he runs really hard. And and because yeah, of that, I, people think he's really good. I I I didn't see like I he had some decent runs. I I didn't see like amazing talent. He is in amazing shape though. He is really chiseled. Well chiseled. That's a good word. He's chiseled. I I mean, a lot of people seem to be excited about it. I he didn't seem like anything special. He seemed fine. I wasn't like he didn't jump out at me. It's not like you're watching some guy like he just didn't flash like a ton of excitement to me like a cam davis did or like gasca i mean go down a whole litany of guys but he just didn't i didn't like see him run like oh damn this guy's gonna be good i didn't get that feel yeah he didn't seem like he has great speed but you know he could be a thumper is he, yeah, is he bigger than newton he looks bigger than newton um he looks about man, maybe not bigger. I mean, maybe taller. But I, I, you know, we'll see. I mean, I think they're going to rotate. They're going to be situational with these guys. And Pleasant's fine. I, I like a like a McGrew Davis rotation if you had to have one. But I think you're going to see all four. Yeah, I wonder if somebody's going. I wonder if like Pleasant's going to transfer. Doesn't seem like it. I mean, McGrew's probably not going to transfer. No, McGrew's not going to transfer. No. I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't mind if it's it's if Cam is number one, McGrew is number three, and then just pick Sunday or Newton. You know, who's ever better of those guys could be number two. Newton <laughs> was still just running straight forward into piles. I don't yeah. know if he does that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the same thing we saw last year. Yeah, well, I, I don't. I, yeah, I mean, then maybe Sunday. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, we'll see. A lot of people are high. On, I mean, God, Yogi was high. Burton, they were. He said Aliotti. They were talking about how Aliotti said Richard Newton's his guy. I mean, what did Aliotti see in Richard Newton? Physicality. I mean, he's a defensive guy, so he he's, he's a defensive coach, so he probably is drawn towards guys who play especially physical. He probably averaged like 2.8 yards a carry or something. Yeah. No, I, I mean, he. other than the Stanford game in 2019, he 
you know, a, a, he had very few explosive runs. Hey, I, if he proves us wrong or proves me wrong, that's great. But I think there's, I think they have better running backs on the team. Yeah, I just, yeah, no, I I agree with you, and I it's just interesting because I mean this team, there's so many talented guys that haven't proven a lot or gotten the opportunity. And like, if you want to have a championship team, you then it's like all those guys really, they're all taking the next step at the same time. Like, is that going to be Cam Davis, the wide receivers, you know, some of the defensive linemen, Hampton? Those are the guys I think about that are, okay, tell me what kind of season these, like, five guys will have. You know, throw Dylan Morris in there at the same time. You know, t- tell me what kind of season these guys, these guys will have, and that'll tell us, you know, are we playing in the Pac-12 championship game? Are we playing in the Rose Bowl? Or are we playing in the fucking Alamo Bowl or something even well, worse than that? Are we in the Las Vegas for, Bowl again? Yeah, I mean the schedule sets up that you know we we should expect a Pac-12 championship appearance. Yeah, you get you get Oregon at home. You have to win that game. You gotta win it. I mean, just you know, yeah. just the Jen Cohen and those they should go all out. Like, I want to see the biggest fucking crowd. Yeah, I want to see the loudest fucking crowd that we've ever seen. Like, if I'm athletic director... They're not going to go out. We've talked about this. We just haven't seen any of that type of behavior. But maybe they kind of did that for 2016 Stanford. Like, they were honoring the 91 team. It was a national game. Well, And the the Oregon telecast is not going to be a national game? It should be. It should be a national game. Especially if they're both undefeated. It'll probably get it'll get some hype. Maybe game day will be here. If they'll if they'll be traveling. Yeah. If they can, yeah, remove their cock from the SEC. <laughs> All right, should we get to questions? All right, yeah. Uh, who's playing QB uh, well, in in Ann Arbor? I think it'll be Dylan Morris. I'll let you get in your. Uh, Sammy Huey comments. Yeah, I mean he looked he looked you he had some nice throws. He, he he started off a little rough and then I think he settled in a little bit later, had some nice balls. Um you know, he's obviously not a physically imposing guy. But once he gets the system in and gets, you know, I think another summer with the players, I I I, I mean it's a small sample set. All his highlights are from high school, but I think uh I think it'll be all right. So his dad and his uncle, I mean, they're pretty physically talented. Was it the mom's genes? I, that... Yeah, that's a great question because, I mean, Brock's, what, 6'5"? I mean, Damon's 6'3", 6'4". And uh, I think he came in at like 6'1", maybe. God, you're going to have to get that kid on some roids and stretch him out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he probably couldn't hurt to get him another year. He throws a pretty ball. Oh, he does. He has uh, great he, touch. He stared down some receivers, you know, a few times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he was in high school, what, like uh, a month That's ago? What I'm saying. I mean, how, you know, how critical can you be? I mean, it's a, he still should be in high school. It's just a question of at what point 
Right. Will he take over the job? Yeah, one's the switch. And I still, I still think Morris can get better. No, it's totally. just, it's just that the ceiling for Sammy is super high. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I mean, I think Dylan's your starter right now, but I mean, it, it's it's a matter of when that light, light bulb goes on for for Sammy. Best burger in Seattle. It's not Burger Master. You know, for I gotta say, Dicks. <laughs> I have to echo Bill Gates. He's all about dicks and burger master and thoughts and prayers with his family i don't know if you saw that i can't i can't i'm like shocked that he's getting divorced that's Uh, shocking well i'm I'm sure he's just well you know he probably still has the keys to epstein island so i'm sure he'll be all right i wonder if that like that had anything to do there's pictures of him with like epstein and that guy nygaard that other guy yeah he's like a trafficker yeah it's not good yeah, I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Be curious. Yeah, maybe she got an envelope with a lot of information. <laughs> hey. Anyway, it's for a different podcast. Yeah, for sure. But one I'd be happy to discuss. The run two. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, Husky football. I had Shake Shack. I had Shake Shack. Really? I, like, but that's like a a, a generic. Yeah, it's a chain, but dude, they have a really chain. good milkshake. I'm gonna have to try that because I'm a milkshake guy. Oh, it's it's top notch, buddy. You will not be disappointed with their. Do milkshake. they have cherry and strawberry? Uh, I don't know. I just I only go chocolate. So. Uh, I do like Five Guys a lot. If we're talking about chains, yeah, no, Five Guys is good. I'm gonna have it for lunch tomorrow. Sounds good. Uh, will Mike Farrell start giving us daily Sam Hewitt updates again? I really need to know what he's having for breakfast. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know he was doing that. Yeah, me neither. Uh, any concerns about offensive line both in spring and last year with run blocking? Jimmy, I'd say, you know, in the spring, I'd say you can't really tell, but last year with the run blocking, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, a little bit. It seemed like the the play design – you know, have running into what there's like running into eight guys in the box or nine guys in the box. I, I think, you know, with the amount of talent Huff's been able to recruit, the offensive line needs to be really good this year. Yeah. The depth on the line is pretty insane. If you look at, you know, um, Bainavalu actually was second team. Uh, all pack 12 last year by the writers. Um, and I think if you look at, and then of course, uh, who was first team, uh, Jackson Kirkland. So yeah. yeah and, and Victor Kern was like, he graded out really highly. According to PFF, there was another guy who's pretty, yeah, there's a shitload of talent on the O line. Yeah, like no, it just, it, it, it has to be the best O line in the league. Yes. Yeah. I, one hundred percent. I mean, they got to be really good this year. And if they aren't, then you know the criticisms of Huff on whether you know, yeah, he seems to be able to recruit, but can he coach? We need to see that coaching come through. Like it needs to be now. Yeah, or you know, or maybe we're not throwing enough to loosen up. Um, you know, the defenses. If they're just like, okay, well, Dylan Morris, we don't think he can throw sure. deep, so we're just going to stack the box. You know, Jimmy Lake likes to run. 
They got to yeah. they got to loosen that up. No, I agree. What's next? Okay, linebacker depth chart. When is someone, anyone, going to jump Sermon? Well, I already mentioned. You know, we're we're trying to get guys in the portal. I don't know if there's other linebackers available other than the two that I mentioned. Um, you know, High Muli. It sounds like he's had a little bit of time with the ones in spring. Calvert. I think he was like outside at some point. I'm Calvert. Like I'm kind of concerned he could be a potential transfer guy. Like I think his his brothers play for. I think he has one at UCLA and one at Utah. And, you know, he got an injury, and, you know, if he's not playing, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I've heard anything. I'm just, I'm just concerned. But, yeah, I, that's another thing to me. Like, I don't want to just blame, I don't want to blame it all on Jackson Sermon, but it's, look, I mean, he's a fine college football player. Like, it's fine, but he should be, uh, you know, he shouldn't be your starting inside linebacker on a, yeah, on your on your if we're a conference championship team, you know, he's a backup. Yeah. And I just I don't know how much better he's going to get. Like we've already seen him. It's not like he's suddenly going to get a lot faster. Well, he can. He's he's physically limited. Well, that's a that's that's his biggest problem. He might he might be a smart guy and dependable and, you know, does you know, does his plays correctly, you know, doesn't make mistakes, so to speak. But he's physically limited. Uh, physically, you know, he doesn't have talent as a guy starting in the Pac-12 at Washington. He, he's not. He doesn't have that level of talent. Yeah. Plain and simple. And, and I mean, that's okay. It's like he, he should be a depth guy. He's a depth guy, for sure. So, I don't... We, it's I, like tequila. You know, it's like tequila says, you know, put players in position to be successful. Yeah. You know, for some guys, that's like being a backup or playing on special teams. You know, for it's it's not taking on ball carriers and huge offensive linemen. So I think it's going to be something we'll have to keep an eye on, right? Yeah, that, that's definitely a marker for me. Yeah, and, and maybe guys get opportunities in the games and shine and slowly, you know, overtake, take them in that position. I mean, well, I will, we'll let it play out. As we yeah. Like to say. Yeah. Side comment on Gayo Teote. He played with Ulafosio in high school. So that's mm-hmm. why he's considering us, but you know what? Sark hiring away Kwiatkowski and then fucking Choate. Like that's just, yeah. it's like, I mean, him recruiting against us, he's going to say, okay, well, you know, we're a better brand and, you know, look at the coaches we have. No. So it's, it's, I mean, it, it sucks, but, uh, yeah, that's going to be that. But anyway, okay, will Dennis get his cackle back and w- will we hear it? Oh, the TSIO. Don't they do like a Cinco de Mayo pod? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, you you're the guy to, to to provide the updates on that stuff. I got nothing. Yeah, we might be doing. Yeah, we might be doing a bow down to Washington roundtable soon. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'll be tuning in. Uh, next question, bro. Can we put four tight ends on the field? <laughs> I, I guess sure. Does he mean four? Does, do you mean like four good tight ends? 
Yeah, maybe maybe I misunderstood the question. Uh, I mean, can we? I guess can we run like a four tight end set? Um, I don't think so. I mean, uh, it was funny. I was I'm watching the spring game as we as we talk, and I'm watching Quentin Moore, and he dropped a ball right in the bread basket. Uh, but he's out there. He's got good size. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't. I mean, so we have uh, Kate Otten, Redman, Moore, and Culp. So those are the four guys. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, who knows? I mean, Redman, you know, Redman might be the number two. Culp could be the number two. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably competition. All I care about is Cade. <laughs> He's so good. He's just so good. He's a really good player. Yeah, and and you know, side note, it feels like this. It's one of those years where the team actually has leadership. Yeah, you know, even like the 2019 team, there wasn't, or even last year's team. You know, you just you sometimes you get those like in between years, unfortunately, you know, where you don't have a lot of continuity, um, and you don't have a huge amount of le- leadership. But it seems like we're getting that this year, where the seniors are, you know, Cade and Jackson. Are saying, all right, guys, you know, let's fucking do it. I think like we have unfinished business. Have leadership qualities as well. Morris, so. yeah, yeah, dude, the dude's clutch. Yeah, and I, he stands in the pocket. He scrambles. He makes hard plays, tough nose plays. I mean, your teammates are going to respect that. Yeah, no, that's a, a good insight, and and I mean, what kind of. Uh, hype would he be getting like if we had managed to get get the ball from stanford and go down the field and and win that game like what for leading to 21 point comebacks like what kind of hype would he be getting yeah no for sure uh okay any idea what happened in the wide receiver room i know the dogs got some great additions in the portal but it seemed like there was a sudden mass exodus yeah, I think we went over that. I mean, the the uh, Odunze and McMillan, they jumped uh, the two, uh, Spiker, Spiker and, and Osborne. Uh, Osborne. I think Spiker had injury problems. He, he had trouble staying healthy. Yeah. Uh, Ty Jones, I was surprised by. Yeah, that was a tough one. I mean, he was a phenomenal blocker. And he was appearing to get getting better too like he was improving but he was a really good blocker really a bum to see yeah Ty Jones go. That's... no because he could he could have been a real leader on this team and could have really helped him on the field yeah so i i mean i don't know all the details i, I mean you know you you you, you discuss the fact that you know we appear to be a, a running team first Things of that nature. Maybe there's not enough balls to get around. Ty Jones didn't want to be a blocker, even though he was good at it. You know, I, I don't have any insight on on the meltdown that we witnessed there. Yeah, I mean, the le- we we last year we threw the least amount of passes to outside wide receivers, and we had too many. So, uh, yeah. So I think the mass exodus. I mean, I think it's a combination of all these factors. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, I think it was just a multitude of 
things kind of all coming together and, and, and hurting the room. Yeah. But, but the fact is though, it appears, you know, we have some good players that stuck around and can be productive. Yeah. It appears anyway. But with, you know, Bynum being a senior, like that's, you know, Peterson always Bynum talked about a guy you can, you can really rely on. Yeah. Peterson talked about seniors, like really taking the next step. And we know that Kirkland and Cade, I mean, they're they're going to be all Americans. But it's also yeah. it's also guys like Terrell Bynum, like you know he's he's been pretty solid and dependable. You get guys like that who can take their game to the next level. You know that again that mitigates. You know if he does that, then you're saying Puka who Puka what? Yeah. <laughs> Sure. So yeah, those are those are just the 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 things to uh yeah, I mean the all, some of the questions that can tell you what kind of year you're going to have. But anyway, um is this Savvy's breakout year? Really excited to see Calvert and Haimuli. Thoughts on them really popping this year of healthy. Remember Calvert having a big spring his first year before getting hurt. Seems like he could go big. Uh, I, okay. I, Sa- yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I think I don't think Savvy's gonna pop this year. I want him to. I think he's gonna. I think he's another year away. Danny Hammer. I he has to, uh, in my opinion. Otherwise, if he doesn't, then I think he might be a bust. Uh, who was the other guy? Calvert. Calvert. Yeah, he, you know he came off an injury. Yeah. No, Calvert. I mean, he he was making a lot of noise when he came in last year. Uh, like I said, I. He passes the eye test <laughs> um, at the position, but let's see. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But Danny needs to. I think Savvy's a year away. Yeah, the, the, I, I agree with everything you said. I think these three guys are def, they're definitely very important for the outcome of the uh, team this year. Yeah, they, 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 need, to, they need to contribute. Yeah, I wouldn't put them on like the top level with like Dom Hampton or Dylan Morris per se. Um, but uh, if we get a lot out of those three, that would be huge. And who know? I mean, to be honest, like I don't know. You know, with Calvert and Haimuli, like they both could be huge contributors this year, or they both, you know, might just only play a little bit. Like I really don't yeah. have a good handle on it right now. Oh, we. Uh okay. Grade the twenty one recruiting class updates on who you will see Wolf for the next twenty two class and thoughts on that recruiting class in Man, general. Dude, this is wrong. Yeah. yeah, wrong pod for that. We don't focus on recruiting. Thoughts on the JTT sacks? I I don't know. I mean, people are saying you know he's dude. Look, listen. JTT is not coming to Washington. I don't want to talk about JTT. Right. He's not coming here. Keep on dreaming. He's not coming to Washington. I'm sorry, but he's not. Yeah, speaking of uh, coffee cups. Look, I mean, why Why does anyone think he would come here? I don't know. Maybe just uh, he just decides he wants to stay home. He'll be here for three uh, years. He... I'm sorry, but the JTT conversation is not a reality. Damn you. Sorry. 
the 21 recruiting class, I mean, as far it's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's who's going to woof next. Probably the Otten, the Otten's brother for the 22 class. That would be my guess. Yeah. Or who's going to woof next. Hopefully, hopefully someone in the transfer portal who's really good. Like that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I will. I'll take it. Given what we've seen in spring ball to this point, what can we take away from the OC and DC hires that have been so criticized on this board and elsewhere? Warranted, not. Yeah, there's nothing to be taken away. We have no. We know nothing. It's going to come down to next year, or excuse me, the the season. We 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 don't know anything from the spring. Yeah. I mean, it's the same. They run in the same system. Gregory worked with Kotowski, but it was over a decade, right? I mean, long time. Yeah, maybe we're going to blitz more. We'll be attacking could, a little I mean, bit more. You know, there's all this talk about the corner blitzing. You know, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Jimmy, that's our last question. Blitzes, I, we're, we're not going to know until they start playing other teams. What, you couldn't tell that much from the spring game and the amazing physicality there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I skipped over. Uh, there's a couple more. How would you allocate the carries playing time among our running backs? I think I said, Cam, well, how many carries per game? Like 20, 23? For him? 25, or just in general. I give, give most of the carries to Cam. I think they'll they'll run the ball... Between 24 and 27 times a game. And Cam Davis will get what, like 10 to 12 carries of that? I mean, if we do that, I'd want him to get like 16. I would be my hope. But the, the, the game will dictate some of that a little bit. Uh, yeah. Um, why is Buffy not the Pac-12 commissioner? Oh, you know, it's just uh, it's a crime against humanity. I mean, she needs to be, you know. Totally. She was at the spring game. I'm not sure if she was signing autographs, though. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny that. Maybe, yeah. at, maybe at her next public Husky event. Well, yeah, you'll be first in line, buddy, I'm sure. Damn straight. All right, brother. Uh, yeah. Any final words before we wrap this up? Because I'm, I want to, you know, I'm too lazy to post this, but I, I got to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, everyone would appreciate it. Been taking a little heat for not having something out there in a long time. So here you go. Enjoy it. Well said, brother. Yeah, let's just get through the summer, and uh, you know, hopefully, we uh, we get to be excited for most of the fall. Yeah, no more injuries, and let's pick up some guys in the portal. Let's let's beef up our roster even more. No doubt, like it. All right, all right. Thanks, brother. Great work. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Good to hear your voice. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs>